Welcome everybody. Today is February 10th. We are here in Provo, Utah. I'm Tyler. I'm here with Ben. What's up, Ben? Not much. How are we doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's a good day to not be a Cougar. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more into college basketball. It's, as... a good, it's a good time to be a sports fan. It is a pretty a lot solid of time. stuff going on. It is a pretty good time to be a sports fan. Yeah. But we're joined by special guest Tanner Picard. Hey, what's up, everybody? Tanner Picard is our law expert here, but also interesting sports takes. Um, Tanner, name your top three most athletic athletes of all time. Top three most athletic. Uh, number one, you have Jim Thorpe, yep, the athlete's athlete. Uh, underneath him, you got Wayne Gretzky. You know, he just can't get that much production anywhere else. Um, and then third, I'm going to have to say it's really close between LeBron, Michael, and Bo Jackson. Actually, no, that's not, that's not as hot as I thought it'd be. The, you said Jim Thorpe, but, you know, we, we had this it's conversation. Yeah. We had this conversation a while back, but, um, uh, He's our North Idaho resident, so of course hockey's close to his heart, half Canadian as well. Um, but he's going to join us today. He's also our beloved roommate who puts up with BNT. So, yes. um, Tan Man, we're happy to have you on on the show today. So, let's. Uh, we got to start Super Bowl. Now. Yeah, I say we go Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday coming up on Sunday. Um, yeah, Ben, what, what, what are your thoughts? Chiefs, Eagles, what what are the things to watch for? What are some things you're looking forward to personally? And then who do you think is going to win? Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, this is our first uh, B&T Talk Sports um, Super Bowl. Uh, really, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I've always loved it. It's always just been a nice tradition for me. Super Bowl Sunday, it's like a holiday. That, along with March Madness, those are holidays for me. Um, I, I really like this matchup. We got the one thing that makes it a little less interesting is the fact that we have two teams that have won Super Bowls within the last five years, right? Five years. 2018 was Philly, yeah. Yeah, 2019 was... Pats. 2020 was Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So two teams that have won somewhat recently. The Chiefs were in the Super Bowl in 2021 as well. Um, I think that the things that really stand out to me, um, you know, when you think of, of the NFL, you think of sports, specifically football, um, it's star players that stick out. Um, I think really in the NFL, a big thing is how good is your quarterback and how good is your head coach. And I think the Chiefs have the advantage of both of those. With that being said, I think the Eagles have proven themselves over the course of this season to be the best team in the NFL. They've continued to prove that, even though I have sort of wanted to discredit them and I've been riding the Niners bandwagon to try to find someone else because I wasn't fully buying it. Um, but this is an Eagles team that has a great defense at all three levels. They've got a great O-line, a really good run game. Uh, they're well coached as well. I think that when you look at the Eagles versus the Chiefs, um, I think you really got to um, just look at the trenches, specifically how like they're able to protect Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, both who are mobile quarterbacks, uh, but both have 
some injuries that have occurred with Jalen Hurts' non-throwing shoulder and then uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Both seem to be fine, but that's something to factor in. These O-lines, which are both very good, are going to need to protect their quarterbacks. But when, when I really look at it, I really think the Chiefs have the advantage at quarterback and head coach. But the Eagles have the advantage anywhere else. I take the Eagles run game. I take the Eagles O-line. I take any unit on the Eagles defense probably over the Chiefs. That's not to say the Chiefs isn't good. That's just how stacked this Eagles defense is. you got guys like Ndamukong Sue rotating in as backups on this defensive line. That's just how stacked they are. Um, I'm rambling at this point, but I think that I'm going to go with – it's going to be another – we've been blessed in our lives to have good Super Bowls. I think this follows suit. I'm going to go Eagles 27-24. Chiefs are able to keep it close because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world, and Andy Reid is the best head coach in the NFL right now. And I think that keeps them in it, but this Eagles team is just a little too good. I like the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. All right, fly Eagles fly over here from B. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, though. But rooting for Chiefs. But I think Eagles win. If you're – Bet the house on it. You're taking, I'm taking Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. Tan man. Super Bowl thoughts. Yeah. Um. Personally, I want the Eagles to win. Um. I guess that's what happens when you're a fan of the Seahawks and you just want to see some birds get it all the way. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, I'm gonna be excited as a neutral fan to see two teams who really are stacked, like Ben said, who can just go up head to head. Um, that being said, I think uh, what we should really consider is the training staff. I mean, especially with Damar Hamlin, all that going on. Um, we're going to see some depth really need to come out. Uh, even if you are injured, just the slightest little rough and tumble play is going to have huge impacts. So be sure to watch for some of those huge impact players go down or some of the more rough and tumble plays that might decide the fate of the Super Bowl. That's why that's why we talked to the Tan Man. That's a perspective I would never have thought of to watch yeah. out for the training staff and how players that might go out for a certain amount of time, how long they're actually out for. Yeah. To see if they it's can. like it's like a pit crew. It is like a pit crew. You know. And NASCAR. And you know yeah. everyone knows we love NASCAR. That, that so. is that that is a good factor to think about because if Patrick Mahomes gets rolled up on and First quarter and hurts his ankle again. He can't walk. The Eagles will win. Who, who? Who's the? Who's the? I guess is there such thing as an award for like MVP? But it's like training staff, like six man of the year. I know one of the Bills training staff got a fifth place vote for MVP this year. <laughs> so I think it literally just is the MVP award. Ah, uh, it's so. Yeah, shout out that guy from the Bills um, and their training staff. So we'll we'll definitely see. I agree. Uh, I don't necessarily have a side, um, so I'll be watching this pretty neutral. I'll root for the Chiefs. Speaking of the training staff, my dad knows uh, the parents of the strength and conditioning coach for the Chiefs, so he just knows their parents. Um, uh, so that's kind of a flex. Um, shout out my dad. Shout out. Uh, don't know his name, uh, but. Um, I I agree that the Eagles probably have the better team. Um, my my thing is that I 
although they might be the better team, I've always viewed the NFC as a weaker conference than the AFC. So the Chiefs are used to playing high-caliber opponents, Bills, Bengals, uh, even the AFC West, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. That's, well, not Broncos, but... Uh, or Raiders. Or, <laughs> or Chargers. <laughs> I guess... I, I guess I guess <laughs> I guess I guess you have me pitted. Yeah. Um, no, but even uh, I mean I, I look at the AFC teams though. You know I would much rather play someone like uh, who did the yeah, Eagles AFC, play? The AFC's better. Yeah, I guess like Vikings for example. I'd much rather play them than the Chargers or the Jags. Yeah. You know, or even the Ravens for that. Yeah. Well, Ravens, uh, mm-hmm. depends who's quarterback. Is it Lamar? Is it Lamar 2.0? Is it Lamar 3.0? Is it Kmart Lamar? It doesn't matter. I mean, here's the thing. Regardless of how I feel about Pro Bowl weekend, the AFC was just doing better step by step most of the way. Like, does that prove anything? No, but I think it's an indicator at least. It's, of, yeah. The balance in conferences. It's an indicator yeah. that the AFC is better at dodgeball um, and golf swinging and all that fun stuff. Yeah, if the yeah. Pro Bowl taught me any, taught me anything. It was that they are just better at football. Just better athletes then. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be football. Like they have flag football games. That's something. That's something. Well, that is something. Literally we'll something. <laughs> um, but I mean, the Eagles come from kind of a weaker conference in the NFC East. Uh, I'd probably take the AFC West. I'm a little biased, but even um, Cowboys, Giants, uh, the Commanders—not bad teams. But anyway, um, I, I feel that the Chiefs have played a harder schedule than the Eagles have, and so I would say uh, that the Chiefs are have that they have the experience. You know, it's been five years since. The Eagles have last been there, and they basically have a whole different staff. Uh, Jalen Hurts is very good, but he's also young. Uh, I I kind of see this like Burrow of last year, where I think the Bengals were obviously pretty good. They made it to the Super Bowl, and the Bengals almost made it to the Super Bowl again. I think the Eagles are really stepping in the right direction, but I think experience wins here as far as the most important player in Patrick Mahomes. So if he stays healthy, I think no matter if the Eagles are better, I think Chiefs take it by touchdown. Um, and I do want the Chiefs to win. So uh, I guess I guess one counterpoint would then be I don't accept counterpoints. Them being less tested give them an advantage. How so? Because they're less tired. They basically didn't have to try for the entire 49ers game. That definitely helps. I mean, I guess I'm just, there's I'm always... Saying, I, there's think always can, I think you can look at it either way. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, but if you're looking less tired, I mean, they've had a couple weeks to rest, and it's like our intramural basketball game yesterday, which, by the way... Ben had Wilt Chamberlain-like stats yesterday. He had a right-handed hook shot from the block, and he's left-handed, by the way. So it was quite impressive. Um, he's been working on that move. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Appreciate um, it. The team we played was not super good. If we were the 
play a, a really, really good team next, it, I feel like it would kind of throw us off. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, like there's advantages to where, you know, we played easier, more free-flowing, we weren't as tired. But I think if you're just used to playing really good teams a lot, then you're not surprised by anything. Whereas if you play a kind of a weaker opponent right before or leading up to it, I think, I think it, it, can, comes, it can hurt. It comes down to what everyone's high school coach said. You play up or you play down to your opponent. Yeah. Like, as much as Gil despised in high school, like, that's just a true sports fact. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so I'm curious to see. I And I think the Eagles will definitely come to play. Uh, I think if the Eagles played the Chiefs ten times, they would win seven of them. I think this is one of those three where the Chiefs take it because of experience, because of they've been there before. Andy Reid has plenty of experience. So that's my take. All right, you have Ben and Tyler telling you right off the bat, you know, Super Bowl should be best of seven, apparently. Yes. It's a, it's a They'll all be seven dead games. Like yeah, they're actually dead. Um, yeah. Uh, who's the halftime show? Is it Rihanna? Rihanna. I'm looking forward to the halftime show. I'll say that. Halftime show is going to be fun. So, yeah, okay, point. official score predictions ben has eagles 27 chiefs 24 i'll say chiefs i'm gonna go i'm gonna make it weird 32 25 chiefs and then what's your score score prediction i'm gonna have to go 38 28 chiefs to win um just on the basis of mahomes but that's gonna be with the chiefs having the ball late only up by three getting it up by 10 to make sure they secure the lead Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's that. I could very What's the well spread? One and a half Eagles favored. Oh, that's a that's a fun spread. Yeah, that's a fun spread. Basically, I think it's a good because I think I think it is a very good matchup. Yeah, there's not like, um, like I know you're you're making the comparison of like Bengals Rams last year, but like like Rams were heavily or that's true heavier favored because outside of Joe Burrow. The like the Rams had an advantage at most positions. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that to discount your opinion, but more to just mention that this is a very even Super Bowl. I think it's, it's is, definitely a lot more even than last year. Yes, because I think the Eagles, and that was still a great game, pretty close. Um, I think the Eagles have the best all around roster, but the Chiefs have the better head coach and quarterback. Which make yeah. So that's Super anyway. Bowl Sunday. Tune in Sunday at I want to say five. Um, five Mountain. It is probably four Mountain. Six Eastern. Four thirty Mountain time. Six thirty Eastern. Wherever you may be, tune in. Yeah. Um, sweet. All right. Uh, let's move on to. We haven't talked. A lot of NBA in a while. A lot, a lot of things have been going on. Trade deadline. Um, there's been a lot of drama there. Uh, LeBron uh, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points scored ever in the NBA. But yet, the Lakers still lost. So it's just kind of, it's kind of funny, not going to lie. But... Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's dive in a little deeper. 
the tan man here is uh, pretty up to date with NBA, pretty up to date in NBA stuff. He's he's quite the fan. So let's hear some of your thoughts on trade deadline stuff. So remind me, the Jazz is your team. Uh, I consider myself a Sonics fan in exile. Ah, okay, yes, so, that's right. Fair. From the Pacific Northwest, so right makes sense. Makes sense. So I'm, you know, I am here in Utah right now. Just the Jazz are my team for the time being. Um, but yeah, I've got 28 favorite teams and 29, and another one that needs to be destroyed. <laughs> but I'm not going to get the benefit of being mentioned on the pod today. <laughs> yeah, no, we we won't give that franchise that franchise a lot of day. But uh, let's start. Let's start. Okay, let's start. Jazz. Jazz get rid of Conley. I believe Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley mm-hmm. in a three-way trade with Minnesota and Los Angeles Lakers and a bunch of moving pieces. But essentially, the Jazz end up with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Question mark. Question mark is correct. Question, yes, mark? question mark. I mean. Everyone was thinking that there's no way that Russ is going to play in Utah. He's bad. He's had poor experiences with the fan base, yes. um, to put it lightly. Um, Which is not perfect, by the way. Right. An imperfect fan base. Yeah, he is, right. he is, the probably, is he's probably in the right. But anyway. <laughs> right. Regardless, like yeah, I've yeah. seen reports just minutes ago saying he might be willing to play which would be interesting. It would at least throw a wrench in the perspective tank for the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the Jazz have just been an interesting team to watch because they just kept winning at the start of the season. New coach, new lineup. It's been an adventure for every Jazz fan. Um, it's... It's going to be an interesting couple of years for the Jazz, though, to see exactly what happens. End of the day, I don't see Westbrook staying with the Jazz much longer than this season anyways. Um, So I think the Jazz are just going to be in for the ride, seeing whatever Danny Ainge can throw their way. I think the Jazz, I wouldn't mind if Westbrook played. Um, I kind of expected a buyout. um, And that's still very well my ass. And, yes, correct. Uh... I think it kind of shocked everyone, even me as a Jazz fan, when they did win a ton at the beginning of the season. And I think we all knew, like, Laurie Marketing was a good pickup, but not an all-star type caliber uh, player. And I, a lot of people, myself included, love Laurie Marketing. So I think they're using this year as a rebuild, which is – not breaking news, but I think Jazz fans had their expectations, including myself, way too high at the beginning of the season because they were winning when management was like, oh, well, this is supposed to be a rebuild year and we're first place in the West. Um, but I think teams have started to figure out that the Jazz struggle defensively. Um, their game, their most recent game a couple nights ago, they gave up 143 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves in which – Three players had 30 points or more. So uh, Jazz struggled defensively very much. Um, but I think I think they're not too worried about this. I think they're right now they hold the 11 spot, but they're only about five games away. They're five games back from being 
we'll say the sixth or fifth spot. So there's still plenty of time to get a pretty solid position from playoffs. As far as trade deadline goes, I'll miss Mike Conley. Mike Conley's gone to the Timberwolves, but I think it was needed for needed for a change. Um, the Jazz needed a change, so I'm not too upset. But you know, I like Mike Conley, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of my take on on that. And if Russell Westbrook plays, I'm totally open to it. Um, maybe he just needs the right situation for him to kind of be more of himself again. And maybe Will Hardy's the coach that can help him get there. But if not, I'm not going to be upset either. So. End of the day, it's been an entertaining jazz season. Um, I'm pretty sure we already hit our over versus Vegas on the season for wins. So, and, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's Vegas. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, if you're going to enjoy the NBA, at least make money on it. Um, as a joke, please... No, I'm not going to condone gambling. Gamble responsibly if you're going to gamble. Yeah, um, I say that as a stats major. Gambling is designed to make sure you lose money in the aggregate. So, <laughs> um, yes, we are. As much as we pick games based on the spreads, we are anti-gambling. Yes, but if you do gamble, gamble responsibly. And if our bishops ask, we don't gamble. So because we don't. Because we don't. Oh, um, I have did. We, have we <laughs> fallen into that trap before? Um, yes, we have. So we speak from experience. So just be careful. Yes, but not all of us. Not, <laughs> not all. Not everyone. You know, we're not confirming nor denying. You know, I, I think you know, the Tan Man's in law school right here. If I learn anything from him and about law, it's we should just keep our mouths shut. So <laughs> let's move on. Ben, let's talk a little bit about the Suns. Yeah. What what happened there, and what are your thoughts on the oh, Phoenix well, Suns? Kevin Durant's now on the Suns, Tyler. I just hate that so much, <laughs> especially as a Jazz fan. Just yeah, you know, that's a that's. I'm a not I'm not a Suns fan at all, but this is fun. This is what makes the NBA fun. Um, to clearly find a team that is now you know the favorites in that conference to hate. So the West is going to be really fun, I think, in particular. Because you've got the Suns, and I think they're the top. They're definitely the favorites now. With that being said, I don't think it's like some foregone conclusion, like Warriors, KD type heat no. of like they are certainly going to win. I'm just, I'm expecting. I'm truthfully expecting Kevin Durant just to get injured. Not not, not that I'm like hoping on that You're or prank thing or prey on his downfall. It's just but he's never. He's just. He's not reliable. Just like. From, from an injury standpoint. From an injury standpoint. I, I guess, um, here's a question. Out of the West right now, who are the teams that can win the West? I think it's going to come down to... How many can? Can. Can. Not, not will, but like conceivably you're like... Like if I'm asking you... Like, which teams, when I say this team's going to win the Western Conference, are you like, I can see it, that's reasonable? Um, And if I were to ask you, if I were to say this team will win the West, and you're like, ah, no. Like, don't include them. You know what I mean? Um, I would say off the bat, first place right now is the Denver Nuggets. 
Um, they might have, you know, Nikola Jokic might have a oh. third oh. MVP season. Jokic. Jokic, my man. Also Serbian and Eastern European expert. And the reason why I allow this is because Tanner did live in Eastern Europe for yeah. in a, a good amount of time. So Jokic. Yes. So I, I, I was going to call him the Joker. So I get yeah. Jokic. Jokic. The Joker. He might. Yeah. We'll, we'll go over your language lessons. The Joker. Time. The yeah. Joker and Luca. Yeah. But for all indications. Yeah. So. He might win. Our third back to back, our third MVP that's been back to back to back. Yeah, Jamal Murray's is a part, a big part of it. Yeah, last season, you know, he was injured most of the season. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, Bones Highland, they just really contribute a lot to Nuggets. They're a fun team. Bones Highland is no longer on the team. As of as of yesterday. As of yesterday, he got traded to the Clippers. Oh, who for? I believe, unless he was, had, was he on the? He's been on the Nuggets, right? He's been on the Nuggets, yeah. Then he is no longer. Well, I still stand so by. Red. Yeah, that's no, a red to my analysis. Um, I still, I still stand by though. Nuggets can definitely win. I think you have to consider Dallas now, especially not only Kevin Durant from the Nets left, but Kyrie Irving left to Dallas. Or was pushed. Yeah, whatever. He's now no longer on the Nets. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think... I don't know if Luka and Kyrie will play well together because they're both just high-usage isolation-type players. With that being said, they're each going to hit shots at a really high clip because they're really good. Correct. But I do share that. That That's the count. That's the devil's advocate opinion. I could see it going either way. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you have two players like that, one of them gets injured, isn't that going to still act as a good insurance policy for one or the other? Yes, I think so. The one thing, though, is I think that if one of them gets injured, you're screwed anyway. Because you would be, like, let's say Kyrie were to get hurt, you'd just have Luka and two less players that you had last year. Fair you enough. Know. Dorian Finney-Smith, like, nobody's going to call him a household name to any casual sports fan. No, but he, you know, he can help. Same with Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie's good. Spencer Dinwiddie? I thought he was on the Nets now. Or... Yeah. Well, yeah, because we're because... talking about oh, the guys yeah. who got traded. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I was confused. I thought we were yeah, still yeah. talking. No, 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 The personnel on Dallas. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. No. I was like, I swore I saw an interview no. with him. Because we were mentioning, like, the guys who won't be there, who were there last year, if one of them, if, like, Kyrie. Correct. So. It'd be the same team as last year minus Dinwiddie. Yeah. Or if Kyrie goes and does an investigation on whether the Earth's flat or something. Well, Texas, at least. Yeah, or the, looking into the JFK assassinations. Ooh, that would be a new chapter. It would be a new chapter. That I would definitely see coming. You yes. Know, I would not be surprised. Yeah. But Anyway. Uh, okay, well, let's go back to the West. Uh, I could I could see Dallas so winning. Two. Nuggets, Suns. Uh, I think realistically those are maybe Grizzlies. Grizzlies are in second right now. Um, I don't think they're quite sustainable. And I think they're also viewed as a villain, so I don't give them 
maybe the time okay. of day like they deserve, but I think those four teams you could say win. Okay, West. I've got four. Um, three of them are the same, but I'm removing Nuggets and putting in the Clippers. Okay, well, that covers everyone I was going to talk about then right there. <laughs> like, you guys just named the five teams I'm thinking about. Gotcha. Well, I mean, you could you could totally add on your, your thoughts. Right. Um... I do think that I have the Nuggets in that primary role. Uh, Grizzlies were honestly off my radar for a while, but they still definitely have a chance. But it's difficult to rule out a perennial contender, especially with all the banter we've had the last two seasons about the regular season doesn't matter, doesn't count. Uh, Just for people who were doubting the Suns last year, the Jazz the year before that. Um... It really does come down to your personnel. Um, I'm a big fan of always looking at 538's NBA tracker and all those similar things. I think, end of the day, it's going to come down to playmakers and experience in the league for the next six years or so. Um, from there, it's... I think we are going to see the NBA go through a bit of a renaissance in a way. We've seen a lot of offensive, happy teams, I guess, for the last 15, no, 12 years or so, um, just between rule changes. Uh, but we've seen the last two years a lot of more emphasis on giving defense benefit of the doubt. Um, I think we're going to see a bit more calls of carries, other close things like that. And I think whichever team is able to get in front of that, we're going to see them win a lot more often. That's why I do think the Nuggets are in a good place with an athletic center like Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things I'm worried about for the Suns long term. Like I think this is going to be a one-and-done type season. If they don't get it done now, Chris Paul is never going to get a ring. And... Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that just always induces laughter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so you had basically all of the teams that we've covered, right? Yeah. Okay, should we discuss why why I don't have the Nuggets and why you don't have the Warriors? Uh, I, I was going to say, you can never count the Warriors out, but they're struggling, man. Like, they, they don't play defense. They they don't play defense. Counterpoint. Who cares? They certainly don't. I mean, right now, yeah, but right now, they're the play-in for which, look, you're just putting yourself in the tougher position. Teams are starting to figure out how to play against Steph Curry. Steph Curry's still going to get, Steph Curry's still going to score. Dude, they're figuring that. Dude, the Trailblazers beat them last night. Like, they're figuring out how to beat Steph Curry and company. I mean, it's easier to, I mean, I mean to compare oranges to grapefruit. Pepperdine beat BYU, which nobody really expected going into that game. And in college basketball, you're only one bad game from getting knocked out when you're expected to win, and you're only one good game from moving ahead. Um, same with cult with professional NBA basketball. Like, you only need to win, like, four out of seven to move on. doesn't matter whether you've been 
not doing it during the regular season. Sometimes you just have what it takes. Yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm, I not saying, I'm not um, saying the Warriors can't win. But did the Trailblazers truly beat out? Uh, tr- they learned how to beat the Warriors when Steph Curry's hurt and doesn't play. Correct, but I'm just saying. So you're saying they figured out how to beat Steph Curry when he didn't play? I, I was just I just saw the score, and I didn't He's see hurt. I didn't see Steph Curry wasn't playing. But you see, you look at you look at all defensive stats for the Warriors, and they rank very low. In the in the bad way that is, um, they they have to rely heavily on outside shooting from Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and Steph Curry. Which again, teams are now figuring out how to defend that better. And when the shot is not falling, their Warriors defense is not good enough. They give up a ton of inside points. When you have Kevon Looney, I mean Draymond, yes. Yeah, Good defender, but he's not going to be there every time. Like they, they give up like over 120, 130, sometimes 140 points every game. I can't. I don't even think. I'm going to look through all their scores, and I'm going to see when the last time they gave up less than 100 points was. Because to your point, yeah, does people do people care about defense in the NBA? No, but the Warriors are very bad at it. I mean, they don't care anymore because offense is just so prolific. And I think we're really going to see for the next two years the death of <laughs> defense in a way. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm doing your challenge right now, Tyler, and this is actually hilarious. I think they've given up more than 100 points in every single game this season. Except for one against the Spurs November 14th. <laughs> okay. That's so- it. So, I mean, here we go against offensive powerhouse San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> but here's, but I'm just I'm saying that's that's a weak point. That's a weak point. I'm not saying the Warriors could definitely win. I'm like it is. I think I you think, say I think the defense. I think the the defense is a fair is a fair counterpoint to what I was saying. I I will not accept people have figured out how to stop their offense. I'm not. I'm they not. Haven't. I'm not saying. I never said they figured out how to stop them. I said they know how to defend it better, which is true, because Steph Curry and company have had a hold on the NBA since like 2015. Yeah, they're gonna figure yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we need to put Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole in these certain areas. We need to double them in these certain times because. It's going to be a tougher shot, which yeah, they'll they'll still pr- might make it, but they'll probably make it, but not as high as it used to be. Right? Now here, yeah, so, okay. yeah, 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 that's the thing because I'm not putting them one. I'm just saying I'm not ruling them out because and that's Warriors. fair. That's fair. If you can reduce the expected points from any particular player, that's going to help your team. Yes, that's why the analysts keep screaming about the mid-range two because now we realized your expected points on a faraway two-pointer is really low. Like that's and if why. you make it, you only get two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. For sure. Uh, I think the Warriors are they're a very analytically sound team from an offensive standpoint. They they transition to like we're going to get easy twos and threes, which is what you want. Um, from an analytical statistical standpoint, I think I have the Warriors. For me, 
I think the Suns are definitely one. Um, I think. Oof! If I'm ranking these, I think. I think I might have Dallas too, just because I think Luca and Kyrie are going to be really good. With that being said, they might just play each other in the second in the Western semis, and and then I'm going to say Warrior. Mm, Grizzlies 3, Warriors 4. That's what I'm going to go with if I'm power ranking these. And one... But I think they all, like, they all can win the West. Those are my four teams I think can win the West in their title. There is one team in the West that has not gotten any respect. That... Kings. Sacramento Kings, man. Sam Bonas, Darren Fox, Harrison Barnes... Red Velvet and Kevin Herter, um, they like they like. I want to put it pat. Do I think they'll win the West? No, but if someone were to tell me, I think the Kings could win the West. If if someone said the Kings won the West, though, would you not be like really? No, I, that's sort I, of the test here. That's I, sort of what I'm looking for. Yeah, like, that, you know, I'd probably like, put them. I'd probably put them on the they won't win. Side yeah, yeah, yeah. As to they, yeah, but that's just I'd a put, note of like, watch out for them. They're third place right now, and yeah, they're yeah, playing yeah. really good ball. So yeah, they are good. They just are have good. that on your radar for sure. But, I mean, the fact they're not even like playoff or play-in fodder at this point, like, good on them. Good yeah. on them. And I think I think the Nuggets, the Nuggets are a good team, and they're definitely fifth for me, and maybe a team that I should include. Um, and you could convince me that I'm wrong for not them and that I would just have Tanner's list but I think the Nuggets and Warriors are the the two that for me are on the edge uh, and I'm choosing Warriors slightly in, Nuggets slightly out um, just because although this Nuggets team is good, I just sort of feel like it's a good version of what we've already seen and I've watched this good version of what I've already seen like just lose playoff series to better teams like the Suns or Dallas. Yeah, or Dallas would beat them, I think. You know, just like but but they're a very respectable good team. Jokic can't be slumped in. But and quickly, I think this I think it's way shorter of a list, but what is it for the East? Celtics Bucks. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's not rocket science anymore. No. With the Nets uh, led by a young socialite. You, uh, I again. Yeah, the Nets are out. Although I do like the moves they've made, and I still think they're possibly a playoff team. Um, I think it's and I think he has dropped so, off. If someone said 76ers, I, I would not be mad either. I wouldn't be mad, but I'd go. Uh, I just do think we the, really think that. I think the Bucks and Celtics are just. They're on their own tier. Yeah. Um, and the Sixers, it's like, they've always won. I think everyone's learned their lesson of putting them in the Bucks celtics tier, but they've actually never done anything to be in the celtics Bucks tier. They almost went to the NBA Finals, the Kawhi Leonard Raptors year. They gotcha. were just a few, bounce, a few bounces away, but other than that, yes, I agree. A, a few bounces away from making the Eastern Conference Finals. The Clippers of the East. Got it. Was that 
Was that the the semifinals? It was. They've never been to the Eastern Conference. They haven't been to the Eastern Conference. Who did the Raptors play in the Bucks? Oh, okay, okay. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, yeah. my point's not even good anymore. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my my point there was just to was just to say like they always prove themselves to like be just a little worse than that tier. Yeah. Um, I think I think the Cavs are on it are with the Sixers as like honorable mentions. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then the Heat, you can. I just don't think they have the horses for it, no. even though they're a smart, good team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you got the Magic, Pat Bev. The East is his, right? He he is gonna get bought out. Ah, I believe, and I believe the thought is that he's gonna be a Grizzly. Interesting. That is the thought. That would definitely strengthen. I see Grizzlies in the West. He was. He was a. He was a. <laughs> To, he to was, a, he was a grizzly before, incredibly correct? Obvious. I, I think at one point in time he was a grizzly. I think he was when he fouled Chris Paul in a three and he did the whole uh, thing and like making fun of Chris Paul for flopping and then all the Suns fans booed him and freaked out. Um, and then because I get the grizzly, if somebody plays on the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves, like I can confuse them with that. Yeah. So. Anyways, what um, the blue team near the east? That's not confusing at all. It's not like we're gonna see which one's gonna head over the east anyways in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Do we want to met, let, just to cap off NBA? Just talk about LeBron beating scoring record. It's pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. I mean, honestly, there's not much to talk about. I think we all no. kind of expected it. Um, I think the greatest player of all time. We're not going to have a goat debate on the show, but I, I would say probably number one player of all time. But I'm not. I'm not one of those people that's going to just. Like, I'm always open for discussion about that. Yes, and I'm open to acknowledge that it's not a clear answer. But I lean LeBron. That's fair. Sandman, any words for LeBron? I mean, the way he's done is unprecedented. That's the nature of breaking a record. Yeah. Um, I'm no particularly strong fan of LeBron. I feel my LeBron train kind of died as soon as he won the championship with Cleveland. Everything after that has just been bonus you don't see players with that longevity. Mm-hmm. And when we all saw LeBron with the, with the Lakers that first season, we thought, oh, he got the groin injury, like he's washed. Like, it's just another class of athlete. That's why he's up there on my greatest athletes of all time list. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think for me, like, yeah, after with that Cavs championship, everything else is just icing on the cake. That's sort of what Tan Man's saying here. And I agree. I think the most impressed I've been with LeBron has sometimes been the times they lost. Um, I am the most, along with the Cavs title. Um, um, other things that stand out just about his career is the first Cavs Warrior series when Kyrie and Kevin Love both got hurt. He was he had a legit argument to be Finals MVP when they lost to yeah. the Warriors that first year with the Warriors' first championship. That Andre Iguodala ended up winning the Finals MVP for like 
kind of making LeBron's life a little bit difficult. Not to, like, Andre Iguodala did the best that someone can do on LeBron. Uh, that's not a knock on him. But it was just how good LeBron was. And also, when the last Cavs year, when um, they made it as, like, a four seed with the Kevin Durant, the second Kevin Durant Warriors team, and they just didn't... Kyrie wasn't on that team anymore. They just didn't have the horses. But he willed them. That I, I, I will always remember like that buzzer beater he had against the Raptors in the set, Eastern Conference semifinals mm-hmm. to end up sweeping that one-seeded team. And then the just the series he had to beat that Boston team, the Kyrie-less, when he was hurt, Boston team that year to make it to the finals was just so impressive, even though that they lost the Warriors after the J.R. Smith thing got swept. But those things stand out about LeBron. So we get to talk about one GOAT in one sport. Let's give a a similarly short but little bit of a shout-out to Tom Brady's career. I saw 80 for Brady earlier this week. I need to see it. Solid film. I I was entertained for sure. Mm -hmm. Um... How but. historically accurate was it? I'm saying that as just a joke. I was because say, it's I'm, a stupid movie. Yeah, but it's... I mean, I mean not, not saying stupid as in Historically, like, it is very accurate because it shows a lot of actual footage from that Falcon Super Bowl. And I'm sure there were 80-year-old women rooting for Tom Brady during the Super Bowl. It's, it's inspired by a true story. Um... It's basically but you watch the movie, I mean, which means nothing. That means because it's like, yeah, it's hey, not you know, based. I, I, it's like I, I like like this is sort of realistic and true because there are. I'm sure there are old aspects, women yeah. like Tom Brady. Yeah, right, well, <laughs> that, there, is, yeah. There, there there is like the the old the old ladies. The concept of the movie is that these four old ladies that love Tom Brady go to the Super Bowl, yeah. and they. Uh, are around 80 years old, so it's 80 for Brady. There was a group of girls, <laughs> girls, was a group of old women that did that same thing. I don't know if they even went to the Super Bowl. You watch the movie, and there's absolutely no way it would ever happen. But as far as like aspects, and it was historically accurate, but yeah. not realistically accurate. But for sure. I, yeah, Tom Brady, um, the goat. You know, I always, I always rooted against uh, him, but not because disputed, slightly disputed. I'm still on that Jim Thorpe. Okay, so we have uh, Tom Brady slash Jim Thorpe uh, analyst and and yeah Tanner Picard here. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I I think it's fair to say that Jim Thorpe was maybe a better athlete. Than Tom Brady, but I don't think he was a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Um, depends depends how you want to define that. The best the best right. winner, best winner. Also, like I was really against Tom Brady because he was just so good. Like I had nothing really against him, other than the I, fact I, th- I thought he was kind of cringy and annoying. And like, there's some of the Patriots allegation stuff where it's just it's annoying. He's a fun villain, but there's not like he's not like this super horrible dude or something, you know? Yeah, and, you know, we have we have, uh, we have a friend whose dad works with Tom Brady. Um, we might might potentially have her on the show here pretty soon. She she expressed interest in it. Um, yeah. I saw 80 for Brady with her, 
And she, I mean, has a very different relationship with Tom Brady than your average literally, fan. Literally anyone else, honestly. There's very few people. And she always talks about how much she loves Tom Brady because he is very down to earth. He's just a really genuine guy. Uh, he was always really nice to her growing up. And just so I, I really admire that aspect. Um, and so, but then again, I always rooted against him, but it was because he was so good. And I think that yeah. says a lot. Gotta say with LeBron, I don't have really anything against LeBron. But I just never see him as the underdog, and so I would, and I tend to root for underdogs. Same, same thing with Brady. Like, if you're playing Tom Brady, I don't care how old he is, I don't care who's who else is on his team. I'm probably gonna root against him because I just think he's never an underdog. And from an underdog standpoint, that's yeah, yeah. I I think that comes down to some of the sportsmanship that needs to be in the game between fans and athletes like as much as you can despise the good player on the other team like there are people with lives and careers and we can respect their achievements and you know behave well at sports games yeah i mean and and yeah tom tom brady awesome career um i think it was time for him to retire um honestly probably Last he year, he probably shouldn't have come back. Yeah, but he still won. Although they were eight and nine, won a division. Yeah, went to the playoffs again. I think really like what stands out about Tom Brady and makes him what I would say most people think is the goat is not the parts because he his longevity. He's been insanely good our entire lives. Yeah. Like, his first Super Bowl was 2001, right? No, I think it was... 2001 was Rams, I believe. I believe they won. 2002. Yeah. yeah. 2002, 2004, 2005. I think Rams were 2000, 2001. Yeah, I think you're right. Those are the ones that we, we... We weren't... We weren't paying attention to football at that point. At least my first Super Bowl memory is that Colts-Bears one. That, that's probably my first Super yeah. Bowl as well. Um, I, it's the Rams. That Rams one in 2001 was my first one I remember. Gotcha. It, I remember them kicking the winning field goal as time expired. Yeah. Uh, I The 2001 Super Bowl, the Ravens won. They beat the Giants. Gotcha. Yeah, that was the Ravens. Ray Lewis. Lewis. So 2002. 2002. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, like I think that made him like a very good quarterback, Hall of Famer, all-time great, right? It's the parts that we saw firsthand that stick him out as, like, potentially, probably the best of all time. I mean, he lost those two Giants once, um, but then he won the, – the Seahawks won was – Super Bowl Forty Nine was a – like, their, that play altered history in the NFL for, like, half a decade yeah. plus. That was sucked because you could potentially not to pile on Tanner, the big Seahawks fan. That could have been potentially a Seahawks dynasty occurring, as that would have been back to back Super Bowls for the Seahawks. But instead, we got that Tom Brady Super Bowl, two more Brady Super Bowls with the Patriots after that, and then one with the Bucks. That was sort of like there was part one, the early to mid to the early two thousands, um, where he won them, and then there was the you know, recent memory from 2000, 
14 on. And, 2014 and even Seahawks, in between in that in that stretch too, yeah. Tom Brady was still very good. Yes, and always relevant. Winning, and then the one where he they lost to the Eagles, he won MVP, league MVP that year. Yeah. So like that's just it was just the longevity was crazy to leave the Patriots organization to take that leap of faith and to go to a team that was was ready. He was the missing piece. They were very good. They're very stacked. Guys like Gronk. Guys, it was a ring chasing type team like you see in the NBA. But still, he was over 40 years old, went to a different organization, and won a Super Bowl. In my opinion, that's like one of his biggest accomplishments, too. I mean, in a league where you have most people retiring before age 30 and to get into your 40s, it's unquestionably a fantastic You're normally like a kicker if you're that old. Him saying that he's going to be 45, (laughs) you remember him saying that? That was laughable. Yeah. Laughable, right? Everyone was like, that's ridiculous. You're not going to last at 45. He retired at 45. Ridiculous. Anyways, um, I, I I think the NFL was sort of, this year sort of showed like, it's ready for a change of guard. Yeah. Um, from the Brady and Rodgers guys and, you know, all the Roethlisberger, all those guys. To Josh Allen, to Mahomes, to Burrow, to, Burrow, to Herbert, to baby Lamar. Hurts, yeah, to those Gino guys. Smith, apparently. Yeah. Jared yes. Goff, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> Taylor yeah. Heineke. Yes. Those guys, yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, uh, and then quick college basketball. Let's do a little college basketball recap before we end here. And uh, then our our game to watch of the weekend. And our right? game to watch, yeah. Let's let's do it. You guys don't have a game to watch of the weekend. It's the Super Bowl. Um, should that's true. There's always Saturday. But Saturday, ah, uh, true. It's like the you know it's the lead in. It's just a big sports weekend. Should I share a completely what seems to be completely false? but we need to pretend it's true rumor in okay. regards to college basketball. Go for it. Um, I'm it, always down for there gossip. There had been a rumor that Caleb Love slept with R.J. Davis's girlfriend. <laughs> oh. um, Caleb Love has – James alerted me to this. Caleb Love, 23 hours ago, said, laughing at the BS, we locked in for at R.J. Davis. R.J. Davis quoted and said, nah, for real though, saying anything, laughing emoji, we good over here. Cross fingers. So it sounds like they're quote unquote go o- good over here, but are they because they can't win any basketball games and they both stink? You know what? North Carolina's not relevant. No. So let's just move on. Dude, I, I love that. They, in the latest bracketology, they're last four in. Nah, they're just not relevant. Correct. Hey, there's enough time for them to be first four out. You know, we've been talking. Always. I think you've been, you've been, um, uh, sorry, I keep saying they're not relevant. I'm agreeing with you and saying they're not relevant, but I keep wanting to pile on. Um, uh, our buddy James, who we will have on a podcast in, while we're gearing up for March Madness, I'd say. For sure. Um, I would say that they were a team that we were sort of like, preseason number one, I'm not buying it. I think they just got hot last year. I think I was stronger on that also because I hate them. You agree, I think, at least to an extent. Yeah, I I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past myself. I also said Houston would not be very good, um, so I can't. But but here you go. But here's what I'll say: you watched a couple games and you went, I like them. They're good. Yeah. Um. You you change. You're willing to change. I think we're willing to change our mind. I thought like I was like UNC is going to be a four seed losing Sweet Sixteen. 
that was I was saying that like that was a hot take then. That is wildly too good. Yeah, they're not even close to that. That's very generous. That's in, that looks like a they, they dream for that type of season. Yeah, but anyways, um, Caleb Love, RJ, Caleb Love seems like a fine guy. He's got some, but he just he doesn't make any shot. He's just not very good. This group of UNC players is just not very good. Baycott's really good. The rest of them are not reliable. They're just not very good. I mean, I still don't really think Baycott, I mean, maybe he won't in college, but come pros, I mean, he's going to oh, match up with guys. Guy. He's going to match up with guys his size and his caliber. Yeah. He just, you know, he's able to use his big he's body. A, he's a very good college player. But he's a Richmond guy, so yeah, yeah. we kind of have a soft spot for he's, him. He's, he's good. He's good. And, but, and they've got some really good recruits coming in next year. I think this UNC team, uh, this UNC program with Hubert Davis – the also important to note, these are um, sorry I'm rambling but um, <laughs> these are Hubert these are Roy Williams guys that yeah. have continued to be here Le- Leaky Black uh, I mean there's some freshman bench players that are Hubert Davis guys or young bench players along with um, the transfer Pete Nance and Brady Manick last year too but like Caleb Love R.J. Davis Leaky Black Baycott that core four that has been four of the five starters the past two years and Hubert Davis, those are Roy Williams guys. Those guys were recruited and played for Roy Williams. I think Hubert Davis will see once he gets his guys. Anyway. um, So a temporary dip, not something more long-term like a Nebraska football type thing. uh, We'll see. I think it's to be determined if Hubert Davis seems like... I do like Hubert Davis. I like him. I like him. I'm, I, I, you can't be sold on him at this point, though. Correct. I know they made the, the national championship game last year, but, like, let's see. I like him. I'm re- I want him to be the guy because I love him. I agree. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I went on that tangent. But, um, game, yeah. game of the weekend. Yeah, sorry. My game of the weekend, looking through, there's some really good matchups. Um, Baylor TCU is a really good one. There's uh, another top 25 in Creighton Xavier. Creighton UConn. Creighton UConn, excuse me. I like that game. Uh, yeah, I, I lost it on, my, on the schedule here. Um, but yeah, UConn Creighton, uh, even Rutgers Illinois, I think will be a really good game. Uh, my my gut though, I think the best game will be UNLV plays at San Diego State. I'm not a Mountain West guy, but I do like these two teams because UNLV and San Diego State have history, they have experience, they're established basketball programs. Um, I really like watching UNLV play. Uh-huh. Um, San Diego State's a solid team as well. Uh, they they are like the one exception to my no picking the Mountain West rule. Yeah. They, even though they lost first round last year, it was like a close maybe overtime game to Creighton. They didn't let me down like Colorado State and Boise. And Boise, yeah. I'm uh, never, I I'm mean, never going that route again. No. Well, let's face it, Mountain West is just a fun regular season basketball conference. Um. It's like yeah. watching Pac-12 football. You know they're not going to do anything significant outside of the yes. conference schedule. Can I add on? Go for it. And Pac-12 basketball, Pac-12 anything. 
<laughs> the Pac-12 basketball as well. Sorry, I just I, I had to take the dig at the Pac-12 further. Yeah, yeah it's all good. You know, they're digging their own grave right now. They are. Yes. But that that's going to be my game of the week. I think San Diego State wins. Um, I think they're predicted to win somewhat big, but I I think UNLV is a good team. They're athletic, high pressure. I think, I think Houston, but not quite as good. That's what UNLV is. Gotcha. Sort uh, of like, they'll like give you a game. They're some not athletic, easy. tough, physical team. Fast. Yeah, yeah. Just very capable. Just yeah. they're they're scary, but they're not at that level yet. Okay. So. Okay. Twilight vampires. Hear you loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, um. Yeah. I. I think. I think that's going to be a good game as well. Um. I think as we're gearing up, just sort of for March Madness, I'm looking at some of these games. Well, also, I want to give a shout out to last week. Um, recapping games that we've missed. Just that that Duke UNC Duke game was a very good game, but it was against two mediocre teams and the slightly less mediocre. The slightly better team won at home by a slight margin. Yeah. Um, but I, I need to give a, a quick shout out to that Purdue Indiana game last last week. Purdue is still uh, should be considered the number one team right now, even though I don't think they'll win the title. I think Houston's my team right now to be determined how the bracket goes, but um, I like them right now. But that was just an awesome game at Assembly Hall. Two rivals, two ranked teams. Indiana's the underdog and beats the number one team, arch rivals, in Assembly Hall. It felt magical. It felt right. It felt vintage. And I, I just felt like that was worth mentioning. And that was awesome. Not gonna lie, I an, another game of the week the candidate for me. Yeah. Indiana travels to Michigan. I don't think Michigan's very good, but that's a trap game for Indiana. That is a trap game. That's a trap game. I would not be surprised if Michigan pulls that one out. Yeah. Should should I give my game now? I just wanted to give that Indiana Purdue yeah. game a shout out. Why don't you give your game? We'll say and we'll wrap up here. Cool. I will say Clemson UNC because I think this is a very important game for both teams. Cle- UNC feels like they need to get some they can't afford to lose. Like, they're going to be looking at the wrong side of the bubble if they lose this game. Whereas Clemson, they're trying to win the ACC regular season title at this point, trying to hold off, like, Pitt, UVA, Miami. I'm biased, but I still think UVA is going to come out with the regular season title in the ACC. I think they're they're a step above everybody else in the ACC. Pitt and Miami are good teams, too, and I think better than Clemson. Clemson's won a lot of – they're sort of like the Vikings of college basketball. They've won a lot of tight games, but metrics don't think they're good. Mm-hmm. Kempom doesn't think they're good. Net doesn't think they're good. St- uh, things such as that. So, like, I think they they want to get some wins to improve their, their resume along with trying to win an ACC regular season title, especially since Clemson has sort of come back down to earth the last couple games, losing to Miami – in losing to Boston College in their last two. So this is feels like a must-win game for both of these. Probably more so UNC, but Clemson could be looking in sketchy territory if they if losing if this trend continues. Which is sad because they're good, but yeah. uh, they won't get the same treatment as 
other teams because they they're having just a really good year this year. Yeah, yeah. That's just the reality of it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I didn't hear you guys mention this game upcoming this week, but I'm looking forward to Alabama Tennessee next Wednesday. Mm. Those are two top ten teams. You know, two schools that are not really classically thought of as basketball schools. I forgot about that game. Oh. Yeah, Wednesday night, three versus six. Yeah, Tam, man, this is games of this weekend, not of next weekdays. But I love it. The that no, that's perfect, especially because I love it. So he's a guest. He's a guest. We will. We should do our um our next pod on Monday, so we can recap the Super Bowl and then talk about our games. So, yeah, and something I will say, I also so we'll get our next weeks tomorrow Saturday. Um, Tennessee does have to play Missouri, which is. Not an easy game either. No, so they, so they could very well not be a top ten team. Yeah. At that that point, they're six right now. They Especially with their recent games. Yeah. yeah. Tennis, Tennessee's kind of struggled a little bit, but so you got you got the Tan Man's next week uh, predictions. We'll have our weekday plus weekend predictions next week. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll wrap it up. This is a long one, but. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover. I'm glad we did. Tam, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Tam. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. It was a good time. All right, until next time, everyone.